You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is the Ramban uh, versus the Rambam. As we stand uh, really almost in Pesach already, uh, I think one of the major questions uh, needs to be the purpose of the unleashing of miracle that happened in Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Um, and the question really has two parts to it. The first part of the question is, um, you know, the what? why did there have to be, uh, everything had to happen in such a miraculous fashion? Um, and that question you probably heard a lot of answers to. Um, uh, and there needed to be a revelation of God's power. Um, and if it was not revealed in the way that it was, um, things would not have turned out historically uh, the way they should in terms of our belief in God, in terms of our understanding, not just our belief, but perhaps the whole planet's belief in God. Um, that That's a, a simple answer. Um I have another question, though, and that is, uh, and that's a question that Ramban deals with, which is the 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 fact that these miracles that were part of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim were only really done at that time, and they have not reoccurred. In fact, even if you take a, if you you read Chazal carefully. Uh, Chazal don't say that that those events will once again happen. Um, Chazal sort of very much, um, uh, I would say, uh, explain that it's going to be great what's going to occur in the future, but they're not going to be the same type of miracle. When they talk about how the miracle of the ingathering of the exiles is greater than was occurred, they don't say that we're going to see miracles like those that we talk about the Esther Makos and the Kriyas Yamsev. They just, it's spoken about more in a, uh, in, 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 in terms of what will be accomplished as opposed to what exactly was the, the process. In other words, the accomplishment of freeing uh, people from slavery and, uh, in order to, from an oppressive power like Mitzrayim, the idea of ingathering of Jews from all over the planet and being able to forge once again, uh, not only a, a, a country with a purpose, but also to affect the whole world in such a way, that would be even a greater accomplishment. But not that the methods that will happen, the methods that God uses to 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 employ for that to work are, are, are going to be similar. Um, so therefore, what we're talking about in, in some way is unique and will never be uh, done again. And that is something that the, the Ramban talks about. There's two other points that I'd like, uh, hopefully, to get into. The other point is an idea that many think is from the Ramban, and I'm, I'm, I'm searching his... his his writings to find it. And that is, is that there is a sense of nature within the miracle, meaning that the miracles 
seem to be the nature working and the miracle occurring as an extension of natural na- of what normally happens in nature. But it isn't, what we say is the nest was mislabish in teva, is the Hebrew term for it. Labish, but teva. Um, and the place where I thought I would find this was by Kriyat Yamsuf. And of course, uh, the Pusik by Kriyat Yamsuf. The idea that the whole night before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there was uh, the blowing. Um, as Joe knows. So there you have um, the the pasuk that introduces the miracle of this sea splitting, and it talks about a a eastern wind, a powerful eastern wind that uh, was known. I think the Sferno and others write it was known to be a drying power. Now, if that's the case, doesn't that in some way weaken? The miracle it makes it seem at least and, and and that's what I think the um I think even the Ramban might might mention the fact that the reason why God did that was in order um okay, okay, I don't have the Ramban here up here on the board, but the Ramban says the reason why that happened is so that is the idea of a miracle that the Ramban explains that what it means is it was there to fool them. It fooled the Mitzrim into believing that it was just a natural occurrence and they could also take advantage of the Yam uh, drying up. It was, and, and this was sort of a subterfuge. But not that miracles in general, uh, God wants them to occur in, in a way where nature seems to align and just be pushed outward. I, I guess this question is is relevant today. I heard this from Rabbi Well uh, in a fashion. Uh, Rabbi Well said that our generation, and he said this about, uh, it's, it's, it's close to uh, 40 years ago that I heard him say this, uh, but I thought it was a good idea that our generation, because of what we have seen through the magic of the illusion of cinema, uh, can imagine and, 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 and I, miraculous events in a way that previous generations can't. You know, the, the magic of the illusion of, and especially today, which Rabbi Well wasn't referring to, of CGI and other things, uh, we sort of expect certain fantastic things to happen and we can conjure them up. And I guess the question is, why wasn't it even more fantastic? Why were these, why weren't the miracles, you know, we talk about um, frogs occurring, let's say it's Fardea. Well, we know that there were frogs within, whether it's a crocodile, according to some, and, and Bob, you know, of course, about the, uh, the debate about what it's Fardea is. 
but you know, if we say it's the regular frog or toad, whatever it is, you know, um, these were this was an animal that that was around. This was an animal that now you don't expect it to to attack, but these are around in in the earth. These are around in that area. God did not create. Rabbi Kivalevich, I just want to interrupt you for a moment. I'll try to find the source for this. I think I could find the source for it. But you remember there was a famous, uh, I mean, we weren't around then, but there was a famous eruption, uh, Krakatoa, seaborne um, eruption. Um, uh, You know, in relatively modern times, maybe around 1900 or something like that. And everything of the first nine plagues happened in that, at that time, uh, in the order that they happened in the plague. Is that so? Wow. I, I've heard of Krakatoa, of course, but uh, uh, you think there are contemporary descriptions that have been I, authenticized? I'll, I'll, I'll look for it and send you the, the source. Okay. But, but, but I, I guess my question is today, we sort of say, well, why can't it even be more fantastic? In, in, in an era where we can imagine you know, people changing into monstrous beings in front of our eyes or monstrous beings being created out of a, uh, you know, out of a, a, a fruit fly can turn into this grotesque chimera, chimera-like um, agent of death. And, you know, you see that like on a, on a typical special effects extravaganza. Why wasn't the miracles of Mitzrayim even more off the chart? Uh, in terms of creating. Now, we do have, of course, the miracle of in, in, in Parshas Korach, where Moshe Rabbeinu asks for a creation of something, im yivero Hashem, that God should create some new type of uh, death that has never been seen, uh, a type of earthquake that was different than other earthquakes. But well, I, I guess even that doesn't necessarily pass muster when we talk about like, like something that was mind blowing in terms of it, it, it's miraculous, uh, what, it, what it indicated miraculously. And, and, and a similar question is asked, and I couldn't find it in the Ramban, but a similar question is asked when we talk about the miracle of, of, the, of, of the saving of the world and, and the remnant of the world by uh, the destruction that was unleashed by in, in, in Noah. Now, over there, of course, there's, you know, the question is sort of like the wrong question to ask because there's already a miracle going on, which is the fact that, 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 that a world that seems to be functioning fine all of a sudden um, is drowned totally and completely uh, to the point that all life is, is, is wiped off from this. Now, today we would say, oh, that's, that's what we're worried about when we talk about uh, global warming. We're worried about a similar melting of the polar ice caps and a, and a complete uh, uh, destruction of the planet. But, but within that incredible destructive force that was unleashed, which seems to be like, like an act of, you know, I, I guess the term is create, you know, pulling the plug on creation. It's sort of like a negative creation. The question was asked, well, why couldn't uh, Noah 
be saved by being placed in some sort of force field, right? <laughs> right? Like some sort of some force field uh, that would contain them and or they would somehow be placed in another one of uh, using a comic book term that you hear a lot another which is i know it's really a physics term or uh, whatever the multiverse it's put into some sort of multiverse and then being brought back god could have done that couldn't he and and, and which leads which led many to to explain that the miracle and, and the fact was that the teva the way it's described could not have handled um the the animals that were described there, the size of the table, however the size of the ama is, uh, d- based on those dimensions, and the 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 extreme uh, number of animals and other things, it wouldn't have been able to hold it. And therefore, uh, explanations are given as to why it was important for Noah to survive in the way he did, although it was possible for God to, of course, really done a different miracle, which was to sort of like blip everybody out of existence. It could have sort of like, you know, and again, taking, uh, I know I'm sort of like referencing comics and, and CGI and stuff, but those of you who, and I know, Bob, you didn't submit yourself to that, but those of you that found yourself submitting to, um, uh, to the, I think a film that I, I think has now become the most watched film, uh, or at least you know, in the history of the world, uh, or somewhat like that. One of the top films because of it was the was the Avengers uh, Endgame. Maybe it was the film. It was right before that. Was that half of existence was snapped out? That's it. Everybody's gone, or fifty percent of the world is gone. So similar questions are asked. Well, God could have just snapped people out of existence. Um, and I think that is a, a question that we could apply uh, to Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim as well. It could have been even greater. It could have been even stranger. It could have been even in a sense that nobody could say it's ever been done and it's just impossible. So these are some of the questions I think that we, when we talk about the miracles of, of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim and um, you know, as 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 the uh, as as Rav Eliezer Rofesh Kanazi says, uh, when we start our Sipur Tzias Mitzrayim in two weeks, we say Ve'otziani Hashem Elokeinu Biyod Chazaka Bezro Enetuya, and the story has to be tied in with miracle, and in fact, the Rambam says that the only way you're Mekayim. Sipriutzias Mitzrayim to a child who is of a is of not just primitive, limited intelligence, is to be able to say to that child, I have the Lush of the Rambam right here. So the Rambam is in Perik Shvi of Hilchos Kometzumatza. Um there's a mitzvah to tell children. Now, the Rambam says that it depends who the child is. If the katan is a, if he's a katan otipesh, then you just say, "Bini, kulanu hayinu avadim kamo shivchazo, or kamo evidze, or belaylaze padatanu akadosh baruchu." So then, the description is basically about the effect, is about the result. 
you 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 give the child the understanding that you were just like Calipurnia in the household. Um, again, that's a little dig at the to kill a mockingbird. But any Eved that might have been there in the Rambam's time or before at the house and say, we were like that Eved, and God took us out. What occurred, and specifically, not only how we got there, but the miracles Explaining those miracles is crucial in the story. And the Rambam himself, when he describes what the mitzvah is, he says, to really get into it. So describing miracles and what was happening in those miracles is crucial. I think that um, it's already been noted by uh, Rabbi Vigdor Nevensal that the Nusach Var Haggadah doesn't really do justice to that. I mean, <laughs> right? It, 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 we need to add so much more to put into that. Uh, and with a limited amount of time, Rev. Nevinsal points out, a limited amount of time that usually confronts all of us with our children, grandchildren, or just alone between ourselves, the description of, of, of those miracles and what they were like and what their purpose was and, and, and what it was is it, 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 sorely absent unless we put some stuff in, in the text, unless we come to the table, literally the table, with an idea of what happened and what they they were like, and, and and I think also as the Rambam says, with the word niflaot to really generate a sense of wonder. So that's really the the the, the reason why I've chosen this topic, and I and let's take a look and see uh, if we can use the Ramban to begin to answer these questions. So. This is one of the most famous Rambans uh, in the Torah. And this is what he says. And this is really connected to a topic that we dealt with, which was the purpose of mitzvot in general. Here's the Ramban. This is at the end of Parsha's bow. Avata, now that I described what tefillin is about. I'm going to explain many mitzvot are going to be explained now as far as this goes. So, Now here the, the Ramban, as you know, seems to be taking a page out of uh, Mishnah Torah uh, about how Avodah Zorah developed. What happened was people started getting it wrong about God's existence and what was reality really. There were people who felt that the world really didn't have a God, that the world was always here, and that this marvelous, wonderful universe was somehow always around. They said there is no God. There's nothing like called God. Now, the, the interesting thing is that the Rambam says this was the final blow. This was not, this, this, hap, this took a while uh, uh, to develop this idea that there is no 
power. It's interesting that Ramban mentions this as the first group. <laughs> they were the ones that jumped and eliminated God from the picture altogether. And there's others that said, of course, there was a creator, but the creator is way beyond knowing any details. And they said, this is based on a Pasuk and Tilim, as you can see. It's impossible for God, the creator, to know what's going on with these small, finite creatures. There's a creator, however you can imagine, a being beyond existence could bring things into existence. Do you expect him to know everything? How could he know what's happening? Could there really be that type of dea? How could that happen? There are those that say, well, look, we have to say God knows everything. It's sort of like a, an insult. That's something that you created and brought into existence. You don't really know about it. But what they say is God knows, but God really doesn't care enough to, uh, to bring our life into uh, a record and respond to the actions that we're doing. That's what hashkacha means. Hashkacha, you know, some say a mashkiach is the guy who sits out there and falls asleep, you know, in his in his in his in his lime seltzer, you know, while everybody's walking in. Oh yeah, it's kosher. But but hashkacha over here means that everything that's happening is is accounted, and there is a cause and effect. That's what hashkacha means. That the actions that we take. It, it induce a reaction from God and God will react to them. That's what Hashgacha means. There were people who felt God isn't a mashkiach. God knows, but it's almost like God is infant knowledge. Is, 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 it's the humans, in this sense, what happens to them has nothing to do with a result of their actions. They're like fish. And again, this goes into, of course, the Ramban's own opinion about Hashkocha Pratis that we talked about for the animal world. With the animal world, God is only concerned about keeping the species alive, but not necessarily what happens to each individual animal. And therefore, humans are the same way. They're just like fish. And what happens to them, uh, there's nothing specific about a little fish that was caught. Shelo yashkiach ha'el bahem. Don't think that what's occurring is some sort of punishment from God or some sort of reward. Basically, although he can't help being God, so he knows about it. So he knows everything that's going on, but he doesn't necessarily see that as people getting their just rewards or punishment. Now, but when God somehow wants and wants to connect with a certain group, or even with an individual. And somehow, God will do something that doesn't align that cannot be explained and clearly is something that goes against normal laws of physics or the laws of the way the world or what, or, or nature. And when you, when that occurs, everybody becomes clear. So it could be one, once a miracle occurs, even to an individual, then those three opinions, which had spread to most of what we call the civilized world in a way, become completely negated. 
Why? Because if there's something that can't be explained in terms of uh, logical physics or, or the laws of science, so that means it had to be done by the creator who put everything together. So that means God exists. But the, also the fact that he did it towards a certain group directed to them means that he knows what's occurring individually. And if he's doing it to uh, to help them or benefit them because of their actions, so then shows that God is a mashkiach. V'kasher but then you put a human being involved in it, which means it isn't just that you know, we cried out to God and God heard our prayers. In other words, you could have had, you know, like, you know, deliver us. And all of a sudden, you know, you know God sends these miraculous things, which clearly are an answer to what we were just saying. And we are now free. So that shows that God is mashkiach. But there needed to be something else, the Ramban says. There needed to be a human being involved that kept on announcing that. There needed to be a human being who kept on telling, in this case, the Mitzrim and the Bnei Yisrael, that this was going to happen. So Yisparim who owed. So another thing becomes clear, which is Amitas HaNavuah, which is that God actually not only responds to people and answers prayers, so to speak, and punishes people for their good deeds and rewards them, but that God actually speaks to people, gives them messages of how they should act and what will occur. That God, the creator of the world, actually connects to people. That is what prophecy is. And he tells things that nobody else knows. Who does he tell it to? Not to, you know, not to necessarily the, the, the people who are predicting the oracles of science, but to people who don't. It's not that they have great scientific knowledge, but people who have gone through the process of becoming prophets. And now that you have all these four elements, and especially the last one, you now have Torah. Now you have the Torah, the Torah could happen. In other words, so if there's no Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, and Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim obviously aligns to all of these things, right? It has, right? So now that you have those elements, so now you basically have the Torah. So, L'chein Yomer HaKatuv B'moftim, L'man Teida Kini Hashem B'kerev Haaretz. Now I believe that that is and you guys can ring in. I think that is by the Orov. It says, Kini Hashem Bikerev Haaretz. Now, which means, even though it was mentioned earlier, that means, Kerev Haaretz means God is actually taking um, Okay. So, Yidaber, Yigale. Okay. Okay, so this has to do if you Joe, if if you if you again I, I want you to listen to my friend's um 
the podcast I did with him, he talks about the the vav hamahapech and and all these terms that that sound like they're in the future. Um, and that might answer your your point, although I'm not sure. Uh, in terms of, of this pasuk, though, so this pasuk is the pasuk of the Arov, and that means that God, the Ramban says, is 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 a mashkiach. And, and that maybe has to do with the fact of the Mida Kenegan Mida of the Arov, uh, the fact that the God was like involved in and in, in this animal unleashing death in a certain way to a specific person. That is Hashem Bekerav Arts, that's Hashkacha. And maybe it has to do with the fact that that the Ramban understands that the type of animals that came. Uh, were clearly sent specifically, and it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just there was uh, a bunch of you know uh, it was it was an explosion of rats or or or, or, or bunny rabbits or like it was and that that somehow right it was this mix of animals that were clearly sent for a purpose. So that is ani Hashem aretz. You have this other pasuk laman teda ki Hashem haaretz, and that of course is also uh, I believe that that is. Uh, by the Maka of. So there we have Moshe Rabbeinu describing Borod, and he says, Laman Teda Ki Hashem Haaretz. Now, what does Hashem Haaretz mean? That means God is the creator of this planet. And maybe the Borod indicated that, the stopping of the Borod, that the planet was created by God. Ki Heim Shalo Shabara Me'ayin. And that might be, you know, as we say, the Barad was a type of creation similar to what we uh, saw by Korach that perhaps was so unique and strange, the way Chazal understand it, that that's why it shows you that God isn't just that God is, 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 is moving the pieces, but God is actually creating them out of, out of God creates constantly, as we know, this idea of Machadesh Betuva Bacholyom Tamid, that God was the Machadesh. But there's also, by the Barad, uh, the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu said before the Barad started uh, it, its assault, ki ein kamoni b'chol ha'aretz. And we know, in, as far as the Barad goes, that uh, there was the Barad only affecting uh, the people who had left things out in the soda. But the people who had um, brought things in the house it did not occur, right? Did not, it did not affect them. Um, now, <laughs> of course, that is a little bit strange because if the bard was so powerful, it could smash into these Mitzrim homes. It, there was nothing similar to the Teva of Noah that should not have been resistant to the intense water and, 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 and power of the waves and, and, the, and the steamy water that we talked about in Parshas Noach, the homes of the Mitzrim should not have been impenetrable to this death that was raining down on anything that was outside. So that indicates that ain kamoni b'chol ha'aretz. That shows yecholet. Shusholet b'chol ein ma'akev biyodo. So that shows um, more than it shows hashkocha, it shows it shows incredible control, similar to sort of Makas Pachoros in that way. Here, yes, they're not. Complete control, nothing. Uh, right? So that is part of that. Right? 
because the Mitzrim, in some ways, as the cream of humanity, were similar to the Dor Enosh. And the sophistication of the, of, of the Mitzrim was indicated by the various opinions they might have held about God. Now, it's again, this really is counter to what many people would say about them. In fact, even the Psukim say, that they had their own avodah zarah. It wasn't that they were these skeptics about monotheism. Um, but again, according to the Ramban, I guess their avodah zarah was, in a way, built on their, their skepticism uh, and moving away from pure monotheism, to which they adopt these other types of uh, demigods that uh, in in a way but you know again it really is it's almost strange again that the ramban is making it appear as if it's not that the mitzram believed in you know the cat god or the snake god or whatever it was those simonim that we have from from egypt and all the archaeology indicates um but rather they thought that uh you know maybe there was the idea of warring gods and gods were limited but the ramban would like us to see the mitzram as, as, as pure skeptics, Sim, very similar to the way, almost exactly, in fact, what the Ramban writes, and I don't have it here in front of me, but this is very similar to the Ramban writes in his introduction to the book of Eov, that Eov's friends who came to him to explain why he was suffering, seemingly uh, as a tzaddik, part of what each one of them represented was some of these type of opinions that were prevalent in Mitzrayim as well. So, um, in fact, there is a medrash, of course, that puts Eov in Mitzrayim, as you know, that, uh, that, that there were the three advisors of Paro. I'm sure you're aware of it. There was Eov, and there was Yisro, and Bilam. So Chazal actually put these three non-Jews at the center of what was going on in, in, in Mitzrayim. So it, it isn't strange that the Ramban has this Eov-like mentality, at least the, the ideas that we see in Sefer Eov, reflected in Mitzrayim as well, at least in, 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 in terms of their, I would say, their higher classes. So let's move on. So these miracles are that happened in Mitzrayim are the witnesses that we need that God exists and the witnesses of Torah. Now, Torah comes later, but it's built on what occurred in Mitzrayim through Moshe Rabbeinu, which is like what the Pasuk says. I think the Sefer Achinach quotes this Pasuk, right? That I'm taking that you out of Mitzrayim, right? Kitabdu es Elohim baharazeh. Right? So the Sefer Chinuch uses that Pasuk to say way back when Moshe was chosen as uh, in, the, in the beginning of, of Sefer Shmos. This, of course, is the famous uh, statement of the Sefer Chinuch that uh, when he explains why we count the Omer right after, you, right after the second night of Pesach, he says um, that we know that the whole reason why creation is here, is Torah. The kol ikran shal Yisrael is Torah. And the whole world was created for Torah. Um, and what, did, uh, what was said to uh, the beginning of Sefer Shmos, v'zevach ha'ot ki anochi shavachticha. 
this will be what it means that I'm sending you. That when Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim occurs, it leads directly to the service of God right here on this point of Har Sinai where Moshe Rabbeinu had met God. When they get out of Mitzrayim is the Ot that that's the sign and the indicator that there's going to be Matan Torah. So the Sefer Chinuch says that shows you that the purpose of the Geula is to get the Torah. Um, and that's greater than the effect of being free. The fact that human beings now have access to God's will to make themselves better and to change the planet. And that's the, that is what it means. It's an ot. Now, the Ramban does, is not saying that. What the Ramban is saying is not that the purpose is, is that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is, is the purpose is to get the Torah. He might agree or disagree, but what he's saying here is, is that what occurs in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is what allows us, what allows Torah to happen because it sets in motion the idea of God caring about the planet, God reacting to what humans do, and, 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 and therefore God can command them to do certain things. And that's what he means when he says, those are, um, those prove that even more than we say Maimon Harsinai, that we all heard God speaking, we don't need, the Ramban says, we don't need to have been at Maimon Harsinai to know the Torah is true. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim tells us that God has a will and God wants things, and it's only the next step to therefore believe in the Torah. Okay, now the Ramban deals with one of the three questions that I asked earlier. Which what, is why, Rabbi Kivalevich, I'm sorry, one question. Uh, where, which, uh, uh, which, uh, um, uh, mitzvah that's, does the Sefer Achinuch say this on? Yeah, yeah it's, in, in many editions it'll be mitzvah 306, Shin Vav, okay. mitzvah Sviras HaOmer. Okay. Um, it, it depends on how, you know, it depends which, some editions of the Chinuch are incorrect. That, that's really the, the, the one that's not the way that he wrote the book. He wrote the book, he divided the assays and the los assays. In, like Rambam. Yeah. Right, in each parsha. But they were sort of like melded together in some of the other editions. That became the more popular print. In the more, in the more popular prints, it would be 306. Good. But my point is, is that, you know, the, the, what he says is that, oh, well, Yitzhiyas uh, Mitzrayim, as great as it was, was really just secondary to the real purpose of creation, which, of course, is getting the Torah. And that's why, like, we have one day that we celebrate Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Sefer Chinuch says, and then... We move on. Okay, now we're counting to the main event, which is which is Matan Torah. Whether the Ramban would agree with that or not is, is not really my point. My point is what he's saying here is it isn't that he's saying that what that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim can now justify or at least indicate that there is Torah. It proves that Torah is possible and the Torah that God could command us and, and, and deal with us and act, expect us to act in a certain way, and he's going to respond. 
Now, the question is, why doesn't God do this often? Hmm. Why doesn't it happen more often? Why isn't there, you know, these type of, you know, we say, why, why don't we have, even though there's a Kaddish Baruch Matzilenu, why is it that we don't have these type of now we have the Rishoyim and we have Kofir. We have th- those might be among the Jews, but you know why hasn't there been? You know we talked about the Nais Purim. We talk about other communities having Purim, but it just does not occur in every door. Ramban seems to say it's because maybe the generation's not worth it. But he says, So we need to therefore have mitzvos that celebrate and are built on what we saw, meaning our ancestors saw. So that's the reason why it's Mitzrayim, which is the essential aid column for Torah. Not the way the Sefer HaChinuch explains it, that it's what led to getting the Torah. No. It, it, if it's understood properly, is really the basis for why, for keeping Torah mitzvos and for living a life connected to God. So therefore, since that is so precious, that's why you're high of chorus if you eat chametz. When I do so wrong, because by eating chametz, you sort of trample on this idea. You trample on, 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 on the significance of what the miracles of Mitzrayim are, are there for. They're there to safeguard the whole Torah. So, if, if right? or if you, um, or if you if you don't do the korban pesach, it's a mitzvah say that you get kares for. And as we know, the parshiot of tefillin, although two of them don't necessarily describe um, the miracles, but Two of them do mention the miracles, the first two, uh right? And um uh right, Kadesh and Kivayacha, Kivayacha mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So that needs to be, although we don't see that, we know it's on our hands, we know it's 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 between our eyes, and Shema Vahoyim Shamoa which don't necessarily mention it as Mitzrayim, and I think here he's pushing it. And it not only do you wear it all day, but your domiciles and your homes have them on their uh, entranceways. And, and again, here I would ask that the Ramban is correct that we all we do have to put a mezuzah on every door and every place we inhabit and every place that we go in our own home. 
but what's in there, of course, is not about Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. It does mention Hashem Echad. It does mention the principles of Hashkacha in Vahoyim Shemoa, especially, the idea that you are punished if you don't do mitzvot. It mentions those things. Uh, the Ramban seems to insert in there that, that, that if, again, if you look at this again, he puts it together with Chometz and Tefillin, right? Right now, that I don't see miracles of osasumovsim in what you put in your mezuzah. Because remember, what you put in the mezuzah is the first two parshios of Kriyachma. And they don't mention, it's only the third parsh of Kriyachma, which is not in the mezuzah, that mentions Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So here, it's interesting how the Ramban is, has bundled mezuzah in there. And he, he makes a point of mezuzah, and we'll, we'll finish off with that in a minute. Um, and also, of course, to mention every night Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, when we dive in Arvit, especially, not just the, the third parsha of Shema, but what comes after that, when we describe the grandeur and greatness of, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf, and that's Minat Torah, you need to do that, and that's based on the Pasuk Lamad Tiskor, and of course, the fact that every week, every year for a week, we sit in a sukkah and we, we, we completely enter into an idea that takes us into Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. He says, and, and he says there's many other mitzvot that are Zeich Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And why? So basically, remember, it's the Mofes aspect of it. It's the, it's, it's, it's the testimony about the supernatural could not be explained any other way except the fact that God decreed it and wanted it and it was different. And it can't be explained based on some sort of natural phenomena. And that is something which we can't forget. And no one can say, oh, really? Yeah, that's just an interesting coincidence. That's just, isn't it incredible? That's just those amazing animals. That's just Mother Nature isn't happy. All the terms that the modern world uses to cover up the idea of God's existence and saying, oh, this is the fantastic thing of nature. The fantastic, right? Right? No, we can't say any of that. It's all about Elohim. It's about God creating power and, and people getting what they deserve. And that's why all these mitzvahs are, 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 are reiterated through all these aspects in our life. Um, this is similar to, you know, what the, according to the tradition, the Vilna Gon said right before he died, he said, oh, look what I can do with one penny well, he talked about what you can purchase uh, tzitzis for your begot. <laughs> you can't buy a parsha of, of tefillin for a penny. But the Ramban means it in the same way, that what you can do with a small amount of money, a zuz, you can buy the parchment of the mezuzah, and you put it in your door, and you think about what it means. Then, basically, when you put it there, you might think what you're doing is put the mezuzah in, take that hammer and nail. I'm having a good time. I'm knocking this thing. And, you know, you know you're not just knocking this mezuzah in and it looks nice. 
by putting it there and combining the act, the physical, with the mental idea behind it, then what you've done through this physical act, of course, is, yes, there is a creator, and God created it out of nothing, and God knows what we're doing, and God cares about what we're doing, and holds us responsible. And there's, and how do you see that, of course, in the mezuzah? Because you know what's written inside of it. And you know what's written inside of it is the, uh, the, especially the second parsha of Kriyachma, which is about be careful. That if you do mitzvahs, you get a great world. If you don't do mitzvahs, it, become, it comes crashing down upon you. That is Hashkachat Hashem. And of course, Shema Yisrael is God's existence, right? And, and therefore, his knowledge is Hashkocha, and also Nevuah. Now, I guess you know Nevuah because we have to study Torah, right? Because it says you have to learn Torah. Well, why do you have to learn Torah? It must be that there are ideas that God wants us to know, and God gave them to Moshe Rabbeinu. So if you put, studying Torah is proof that Nevuah exists. Vehim and Michal Torah. And therefore, you believe in all the essential things of the Torah. Now, Milvad Shehoda Shechesed Abore Godel Maod There's another thing that happens when you put the mezuzahs up. Now, again, I ask the same question. You do you again? You do see that we get a, a good planet, and God gives us rain in its time. Yorel Malkosh. That's you do see. Because uh, you have the second thing that God has a great chesed for people who do His will, but we are supposed to not think about rain coming down in in, in Eretz Yisrael. We're supposed to be thinking about with the mezuzah that we went out of Mitzrayim. Which is not in the the parshios of the mezuzah directly. But somehow, since we're mentioning God creating and, and, and being managing, somehow we also are owning up to the fact that God can do the most amazing chasadim for people who do what, that, what, what God wants them to do. And that is what Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, although they weren't necessarily commanded to do anything. But when we are commanded we somehow can see ourselves the recipients of great loving kindness similar to being taken out of Abdus Lecherus. And we also, of course, see it that it's it has to do with not us, it has to do with who came before us. And Again, I, I, my question on the Ramban here is, I think he puts a lot into mezuzah, which I'm not sure, but I, I think his point is, is that look what you're able to accomplish by this act and tethering it to the principles of Yitzias Mitzrayim. I want to end uh, just with a comparison once again to the Rambam. If you take a look at the Rambam in uh, Perik Vav of Hilchot Mezuzah, Halacha Yud Gimel, um, he also mentions how significant the mezuzah is. It's kovat hakol tamid. Not just men, women. They have a home. They have to have a mezuzah in every room. And what does that mean? 
כל עת שייכנס ויצא, יפגע בייחוד שמו של הקודש ברוך God is a creator, that God knows what we're doing, that God uh, reacts to our actions, and that God sends Nevi'im and the principles of the Torah and what you, the benefits of getting the Torah and what it does for us. That is, according to the, the Ramban, what one has when he puts the mezuzah up and when he lives with the mezuzah. The Rambam, however, says... That the main thing is Shema, which is that God is one and that the idea of God can't be understood in human concepts. That God is one and beyond time and beyond definition and is everything and is the creator of everything in a way, but he is Echad in a way that no other being is. V'yizkar avato, and you remember that it says you need to love that being and that human beings can connect to such, to God, loving him, meaning desiring to know, desiring to be connected. And this will take you away, and this is the same terms the Rambam uses by Tkiat Shofar. It wakes you up from the normal world where it's just about paying the next bill or seeing what's going on in, in, in terms of investment or whatever it is that's part of the world that will die, that's part of the world that's not going to be here in 50 years. The hevel of Zman. The mezuzah wakes you up of that. There's nothing that lasts forever and ever and ever except you, when you know God, because when you know who God is, your soul is activated with love to be activated, to be eternal. And that's the thing that will last forever. So you're sitting in your house, this wonderful home that you think means permanence, and you think it means everything. And this is where you're going to live and get old, and your grandkids will be here, and you're going to die and leave it over. It's going to be in the family forever. You know what? That doesn't last. That's all Hevle Azman, because who knows what's going to happen. But the knowledge of God that's on that door, that's on those rooms, the idea of God's achtus, and that you could love that being, and that human beings are able to, uh, to, uh, to go over that chasm into the ultimate being, which seems to be nothingness, but is really eternal existence, that is something that will change you. That's the fact that the only thing that's worthwhile is knowing God. That'll last forever. And that'll give your soul eternality. So now you're not just worried about, you know, making that next bet on the game or paying the, the bill or worrying about what's happening in, uh, in, 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 in mundane matters. And is there enough money for the city council? Now you've got your priorities in line. And that's why Chazal say, that if you have mezuzah on your house, you're not going to be chota because you are thinking about the only things that are crucial, which is the, the idea of God, the ava, which leads to the idea of God. And that's what 
it means when Chazal say that that if you have you have angels. The idea that there are, it's not what we tell our little children, that these angelic beings are protecting us. You know what these angelic beings are? Those are what you create in your mind. Because by you understanding what mezuzah is, um, and again, it also has to do with, of course, the tefillin and the tzitzis, but basically it's those words that are in the tefillin since it's reminding you of God's existence, means you become this being, philosophical, spiritual being. And that's the malach that will save you from sinning. Because if you know that's true, nothing can really draw you away into the hevle azman. That is the way, but it has nothing necessarily to do with miracles. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the miracles of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And it really, it, it's really not even about the practical things that Ramban is talking about, which are that the Torah is true, that God is there and knows. It, it, it's, it's similar, but it, there's no question about it that these are the Ramban borrows from the Rambam, the idea of the, the enormity of what occurs when you put a mezuzah on your door. But he describes it very different. The Rambam describes a person on his way to becoming a uh, a holy philosopher, and therefore, right. Whereas, according to the Ram the Ramban, basically you are a solid Jew who believes that God is around and God cares, and that the Torah is true, and that you could live a, a decent life doing God's will. It's almost the difference, I guess, between being a chacham. And being a tam, <laughs> according according to the the, Ramba, the Rambam, what, mezuzah is there to create chachamim, and according to the Ramban, a mezuzah is there to create. Uh, when you put it there, it's there to create the tamimim <laughs> of Klal Yisrael. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.